I'm Lisa Stone. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Parenting Aces. Welcome to the Parenting Aces podcast. As you can hear, I am still down with this horrible respiratory junk that seems to be going around this season. And from what everybody's telling me, it takes about three weeks to completely get rid of it. I'm fortunately, even my new high-tech professional microphone can't do anything about this nasally chesty voice. So my apologies and thanks for bearing with me. In this week's episode, we are talking about the new New York Open and Tennis Expo that's going to be happening early February on Long Island. And I have the tournament director, Josh Ripple, and the Tennis Expo organizer, David Sickman, with us this week, talking about how they have created an event to really involve the entire tennis community and appeal to the entire tennis community from the youngest players up to the oldest fans. And I think y'all are in for a real treat. I know that hearing about a professional event doesn't always kind of tie in with the mission of Parenting Aces, but the reason that I wanted to profile this event in this week's episode is one, because of the expo, and I think what David Sickman has done in conjunction with the tournament organizers in terms of bringing people in that can really engage the local community and get them involved in the tournament is phenomenal. And I hope that other tournament organizers will look to the Tennis Expo as something that maybe they want to incorporate in their professional events. But also to hear from Josh Ripple, who is an experienced tennis event promoter, uh, an event promoter in general, and to hear what his mission and goals are for this event, why he made a concerted effort to reach out to the next generation of ATP Tour players and involve them in this tournament. I think all of that is really important for those of us who love this game to hear. So without further ado, I bring you Josh Ripple and David Sickman. David Sickman and Josh Ripple, thanks so much for joining us on the Parenting Aces podcast this week. So glad to have y'all. Very well. Thanks welcome. for having thanks. us, Lisa. Yeah, thanks for having us. So since you're both first-time guests, I want to just give you a couple minutes to give our listeners a little bit of info on your background in our great sport. So, David, let me start with you. Sure. Um, well, I mean, I- I've loved tennis my whole life. I've, I've played since I was a little kid, three, four years old. Um, I grew up playing at Carefree Racket Club right uh, right around the corner from where my office now is. And um, played all through juniors, played high school tennis, and uh, was going to play in college, but ended up going to Syracuse, which was my top choice, who didn't have a men's team at the time, and decided to go there anyway, you know, and kind of give up the uh, the competitive tennis world at that moment. Uh, still play now, country club league, USTA league, um, but have parlayed, uh, you know, my love of the game into owning uh, United Sports Publications, which uh, publishes a few different magazines, but two of which are New York Tennis Magazine and Long Island Tennis Magazine, and now, um, you know, get to work in the tennis world and 
go to the open and, and travel to different tournaments and, and uh, just meet a lot of people that are involved in the sport in all different ways. And uh, really just continued my, my love of the game off the court as well as on the court. Fantastic. And Josh, how about you? Yeah, um, similar to David, I think both of us are lucky from the standpoint that we've played as kids and have been able to parlay that into or transition that into me being able to to work it professionally and sort of live our careers and our lives within the great sport of tennis. But uh, I was originally from the New York area. I uh, was, was uh, a young aspiring ETA player, uh, went to college at the George Washington University, was uh, fortunate enough to go there and play uh, varsity tennis for them. Um, and upon the conclusion there at GW, was actually also honored to be uh, the men's varsity tennis coach there for a couple of years. Um, and again, very fortunate that at that time, uh, in the cycle of sports, the business of sports, um, there was one company there uh, named ProServe. ProServe is one of the biggest sports marketing and management agencies at that time. And because their two professional tennis tournaments, which back then were called uh, the men's event was called Volvo, the Volvo uh, Volvo Grand Prix, and the other one was called Virginia Slims of Washington, obviously on the women's side. Both of those indoor events were played at the GW Indoor Arena called the Smith Center, so I, I got to know those people very, very well, and um, I was able to get from that, was actually able to get a full-time job with them after I coached tennis at GW. So um, it started out... <clears throat> As a, I started as a player, a coach, got into the business side of it, and that has just continued on and, you know, has ramped to where I am today, which is fortunate enough to lead a great team that promotes and produces uh, professional tennis events. And, and you are the tournament director for the New York Open coming up in February, which is awesome. I'm a little sad that the tournament left our – Southern roots down in Memphis, but excited for you guys. I know y'all are going to do a fabulous job up there. Well, yeah. Listen, I think a lot of people were disappointed that the event left, totally understood why the event left. But I, at the same time, there are going to be a lot of, I think, very happy uh, tennis fans and just general entertainment guests are going to find that the event here in New York Fun and and good time. But I share your I share your your commiseration with regard to Memphis, but um, brighter days ahead for New York. All us New Yorkers <laughs> yeah, are very excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, David, you got involved with the New York Open in terms of setting up and and running a tennis expo, and it's really going to be like a community tennis day as the tournament gets underway on Long Island. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you have planned for that and, um, you know, what the the fans can look forward to? Sure. Yeah. Thank you, Lisa. Um yeah, I, I mean, uh, Josh. Josh and I had had talked about kind of uh, you know creating. We've done this expo in the past uh, in different venues. The most recent venue was at the the National Tennis Center, and um, it, it's it's a great way to to bring the community together um, and combine the local businesses, 
uh, the tennis world, with uh, families who, you know, maybe they're avid players, maybe they're not avid players, but, but just kind of bring the tennis world and all different aspects together. Um, and, and I think we're going to create kind of what I would say is similar to like an Arthur Ashe Kids Day before the U.S. Open. It's, it's a free day. It's, uh, it's, you know, completely open to the public. And uh, it's going to be a combination of them being able to get on court and do things, meet with local businesses, see the pros that are going to be part of the New York Open in an open practice format. Um, we're going to have speaker sessions and a fashion show and all these different aspects. And there's really, you know, the whole thing is that it's meant to be something for everybody. So that if a family comes out and there's a teenager, there's a college kid, there's, there's little kids the, for the parents themselves, everybody will have a reason to be there, a reason to enjoy the event and have it be a showcase for what will be coming the week after, which is the New York Open Tournament. Great. And, you know, one of the reasons this kind of caught my eye is the offerings that the Expo is going to have for both junior players and uh, college-bound junior players and college players themselves. I'd love to hear more detail about what you have planned on that front. Sure. Um, so we have a, a few different areas for that. I'll start with the uh, with the little kids. You know, we have uh, a U10 court. So we have two U10 courts that'll be in the main expo hall. Um, the USTA Eastern Section is going to be the court sponsor on those, and um, you know they're going to run activities throughout the day with uh, local pros who will bring all the ten-year-olds and you know young kids out there and show them tennis and, and teach them tennis and, and just kind of have some fun with them and, and, and make their experiences good to hope them, hopefully keep them involved in the sport. For a little bit older crowd, we do have uh, five college programs that are going to be involved with us on the main stadium court and the main grandstand court. Uh, those five schools will be doing either a hit for prizes or play the college player, you know, all different types of games and activities that we have planned but the colleges, the local schools, Fordham, St. John's, uh, Farmingdale, MYIT, and Nassau will rotate uh, throughout the day on the court to play with the older kids. So we have the main courts for the older kids. We have the U10 courts for the little kids and, um, you know, capable pros and, and players to work with them throughout the day. Separately from that, we have um, our speaker sessions where we're going to have two speaker sessions, the first one being the Road to College Tennis and the Road to College Scholarships. That will be a panel format um, where we have six local coaches slash college coaches and then two headliners. And um, we're going to have a room where a bunch of the high schools are coming in. Um, some of the coaches are, are making it almost like a practice day for their, for their teams. We're going to fill the room with a bunch of the high school kids and their, and their parents, and we're going to teach them everything from what coaches look for on the college level, how to get scholarships, what a parent's role is in the process, and the benefits of college tennis. So by having current and former college coaches on the panel, as well as headliners who uh, are, you know, were or are on the pro tour, then um, I think we'll we'll get a lot of excitement going for that, and uh, and hopefully everybody will learn a lot as well, and that'll be for more of the teenage crowd, um, you know, who's who's coming in for the day. So I think we have, you know, obviously the college level, 
we have the under 10 level and then the, the speaker seminars for the, uh, for the high school um, level. And then we also um, are doing some other things with the teenage crowd, introducing fashion shows and introducing a uh, where they're going to be walking out with tennis apparel and being part of that. And, and we even have a, an indoor beach tennis court that is being built that, um, that they're going to participate in, too. So we really just want to make it a fun day for, for that whole group. I'm excited. And so for people that are interested in, in attending, sorry, what did you say, Josh? I'm excited. <laughs> well, you should be. You should and, be. And it, and I, say again? And, and it's free. That's and right. it's free. Awesome. And and I, I was just going to segue into that. So, David, um, the expo is being held February 10th, and it's being held at the venue where the tournament is going to be taking place. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, we're going to be able to showcase. So, I mean, Josh can tell you a little bit more about the venue, uh, you know, when, when he chimes in. But it's, um, it is a totally new Nassau Coliseum, and um, it, it's, it's modern look, and, and it's going to be great. They have this black courts that they're putting in that are going to be really sleek and great. Um, and, and there's going to be a, a VIP area in between the stadium and the grandstand court. And, you know, it, it, it's just we, we want to bring in the last time we ran the expo, we, we had about 3,000 plus people. So it's, uh, it, it's a massive day. This will be the largest grassroots event ever held on Long Island, irregardless of, of what number, even, you know, it, no matter how many people come in that this day, um, you know, we fully expect it to be large enough to, to hit that goal. And um, it's going to be a showcase for what they're doing the week after. So it's um, hopefully everybody comes in, buys their tickets, sees how awesome the place looks, sees how awesome the courts look, and uh, has a great time at the event and um, sticks around with us for the whole week and uh, enjoys pro tennis for the first time in in probably two decades out here in, in Nassau County. So, yeah, we'll be at the NYCB Live, home of the Nassau Coliseum, Saturday, February 10th from 10.30 to 4.30. Great. And do people need to buy tickets or do they just come? Um, they can just come in that day. There is no need for pre-purchasing. Um, they can just walk in if they don't have the tickets. The only reason they would need to pre-purchase is, uh, one, it helps us get a better idea of who's coming, so please do pre-register. But um, also, it's, pre it's free parking if you pre-register. So that day at the Coliseum, parking is $5.00. However, if you go to our website um, or you go to our Eventbrite page, you can find uh, how to register for the expo. And if you do, it'll, you'll print out tickets, and those tickets can be used as your parking ticket for the day. So Great. That and again, the... it is, it's free. Oh, yeah. But, but, Everything's but free now. There's... If you pre-register, your parking is free, your ticket is free, the speaker seminars are free, bring a racket, jump on court. Get autographs signed, all free. <laughs> awesome. And we'll have a link to those websites in the show notes. So for those listening, just check out the notes and, and you'll have the hot link to get directly there. So that's fantastic. And Josh, talk about why having this expo is such an important piece of the overall feel of the New York Open. Well, when we, when we David, Eloquently stated, when when we first met each other, the idea was how do we how do we really create a happening um, that 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 
that happens more than once a year in the New York area. I mean, we, we're all very aware of how amazing and, and from a tennis standpoint and a non-tennis standpoint, the U.S. Open is. It's, it is uh, arguably the greatest uh, tennis event that takes place in the world. But people people need to do more than just you know go to a summer tennis event. So when we decided to bring the New York Open or create the New York Open, one of the objectives was to find a niche in the wintertime where we could <clears throat> promote the sport and have people who love the game uh, be able to participate. So the only way to do that is to great, create as much mass as possible. So David, who has been a tremendous advocate for the New York Open, has become a really good friend. Um, basically, we talked about how to create that mass. So the, the expo, the tournament itself, the New York Open starts on February 10th. There's always a little bit of confusion. The, the tournament starts on February 10th, and it starts with with the expo. Um, our courts, the whole the whole arena, basically uh, is transformed into this New York Open um, footprint on Friday, which is the which is February 9th. And basically, what we've created there is a two court scenario, two court court setup where we have a stadium court that will house about 6,200 people and a grandstand court that will be on the other side of the curtain, so to speak. Um, and we'll be playing matches on both those courts starting on Sunday with the qualifying uh, through Thursday, which will be the 15th. And then we move to one court on the 16th through the 18th. <clears throat> but the Expo plays a huge role because it does, for all the reasons and all the, the items that David uh, ticked off there, which are incredibly impressive, it really allows all of these people a unique behind-the-curtain look as to how a professional tennis tournament looks before it actually, before the players actually start. So um, we'll be in a situation where all of these attendees will be able to experience, as David said, the courts. The you know, we refer to, we're really out there pumping the fact that we have created a court environment which is. Which is the only uh, black court set up in the world on the ATP tour. Um, so people will get, I think, a kick out of seeing what it looks like. I think people who are going to be able to play on them uh, will get a kick as to playing on a black court. Probably nobody out there, you know, professional or professional, yes, non professional players probably haven't played on a black court. So it will be sort of unique to, to have that experience. But basically, it's a way for the New York Open to um, attract as many people and the halo effect that the New York Open will receive by having the expo there on that Saturday should be very, very positive for the rest of the week. So obviously, as we've said, the event is free on Saturday. Um, I mean, other than buying your water, your food or beverage, but everything else is free. Um, but your ability to experience what David has programmed is probably going to excite you to be able to come back Sunday for qualifying or Sunday night for opening our premiere or any matches during the rest of the week. So it's it's a combination of trying to create mass around uh, winter tennis 
And it's also the objective is that, as I just said, you know, it provides a great halo effect for the rest of the week for us. So that's primarily the reasons for doing it. And, and Lisa, just to, uh, yeah. sorry, just to add to that, I mean, Josh and I had discussed, you know, obviously their big thing coming in here as, as a fantastic event and, and a new event to Long Island is how do we integrate the community? And I think this is something that can help do that because we're going to have 50, 60 businesses involved in, in our programming. So coaches, kids, high school teams, college teams, just the people, whether it be the avid tennis fan or, or the businesses that, are, that make up Long Island and New York tennis and, and Eastern tennis, everybody's going to be working together to program this, you know, and uh, I think that will create, as Josh mentioned, that halo effect where everybody's going to, the key is to make everybody feel a part of it. And I think that's what the expo will bring. It, it, not only will it be super fun and, and completely free, but I think it's also going to make everyone feel part of the event um, because they're going to have a role there. And I think that's what's key as we move forward is to is to make this as community oriented as possible and, um, you know, grow the game while growing the tournament. And, and, and I think that's what Josh has allowed us to do. And um, I'm looking forward to uh, to a big day. Well, it's interesting. This is a men's tournament. It is um, part of the ATP tour. But the opening night expo matches are featuring women. And Atlanta did that last year with, uh, with our tournament, the kickoff of the U.S. Open Series. And it was a huge success. Um, and, and I'm wondering, Josh, did y'all kind of plan on building on that success from Atlanta? Or was this just an idea you guys had to do yourselves? And, and what are you expecting from that opening night expo featuring, I think you've got, you've got Sloan and Jeannie, right? That is correct. Um, it's a little bit of all of that, Lisa. I mean, GF Sports owns the Atlanta event uh, that uh, we, we as a company um, believe that tennis is best presented in as wide a net as possible, no pun intended. Adding, adding the women to these events, obviously, when you, when you look back at professional tennis, this, the most successful events are the Grand Slams. And obviously, one of the reasons why they're so successful is because all the players play, and both men and women play. And when you bring that down to the tours themselves, Again, there's great success when you have men and women playing, whether it is during the same week or it's back-to-back. In our scenario, with our, with our membership on the ATP Tour, obviously, not obviously, you don't know this, but we're, we're, not, we're not able to include women during the actual competition. So we know that tennis is most successful when you have men and women. We do have the opportunity to create an exhibition uh, element to it, during that qualifying weekend. So the objective was to make that happen, and or the goal was, and we were able to do that with 
um, with having Venus Williams and Jeannie Bouchard play in Atlanta this past July. Uh, and as you said, it was it was one of our most successful sessions, frankly. It was, it was basically sold out. I, w- I, I wish we had more tickets to sell for that. And with regard to New York, yes, we, we wanted to build on that success and on, on that model. But we also wanted to, again, try to create the biggest the biggest debut, the biggest premiere, so to speak, that we could. And naturally, if you have, you know, if you have men and women there, whether you have a current U.S. Open champion, which we're very fortunate to have, or a great former champion and legend of the game like a John McEnroe, and a great Davis Cup champion and a great tour player, James Blake, and a Canadian number one in Jeannie Bouchard, you, you basically are creating an offering that makes this a big deal. And so um, that was really the strategy behind it. I think it's fantastic. I'm really curious about these black courts. I've been seeing a lot of buzz on social media about them. Who came up with that idea? And, you know, what what kind of reaction are you guys expecting from the players and the fans? David's wife, Emily, came up with the idea. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well done, Emily. Take credit for it, but that's not true. Everything we do is a, is a team effort at GS Sports. Um, I think that's what makes us um, you know, a, a very uh, forward-thinking type of, of event production team. Uh, we, we actually did steal a little bit of an idea because there was an exhibition that was created and played for the first time this year called the Laver Cup. Um, right. The Laver, the Laver Cup... Uh, was played on black courts, and we, you know, a bunch of us were watching it on television, and we collectively said that, God, that that is just, it just looks great. Um, it it is different. It's unique. Uh, we went from the from the at the aesthetics and the optics of it to talk to some of the some of the players to get a sense for what they thought. We talked to John McEnroe, who's our honorary ambassador, who is one of the captains. Uh, there at the Labor Cup, and everybody's experience with them was very good. Now, listen, they play basically the same as any other color court, but the uniqueness of of the color itself and being able to adapt to the color and to see how that, from a visual standpoint, plays on television and plays to the house is different and fun. And so we want to be different and fun and unique, and that's what we're all about. So... Um, that's how it. That's how it came about, and I think that the guys, meaning the guys, meaning the 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 tour players, everybody who we've talked with about it, beyond the people who played the Labor Cup, they're all excited about it. Again, it's something different, something fun. In in Europe, uh, I think it was several years ago where I think Madrid colored their courts. I think they made. I think they created purple courts. Now I don't know if purple courts are great to play on, but promoter, a great, great promoter named Jan Thierry, I came up with that, that idea. And, you know, it's something to talk about. It's, you know, it's, if, if you raise the, if you raise the question about it, I think that's a good, that's, that's, um, that's a good, uh, a good reason for us to, to think along those lines of, of creating something that's unique and different. Well, as a fan, I have to say, I would much rather see court color change 
than scoring changes. So I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> if, if we're looking for something new and different to, to do in the 21st century and, and starting in 2018, court color is just fine by me. And I think the idea of black courts is really cool. I'm excited for it. And I know the Labor Cup was a tremendous success in 2017. And it's going to be in Chicago in 2018, which is amazing. I'm hoping I'll be able to get there. And um, I haven't heard, maybe y'all have, is Chicago going to kind of continue on with the black court theme? Sure, but if they do, um, I'm not sure. I was going to say something funny, but I'm not, I don't have any. I, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it's really exciting, yeah, and I'm looking way. forward to it. Lisa, if they do it, then they're from an American standpoint, they're copying us. So, well, there you go. I, yeah, there you go. I love that. I do love that. Um, and just so those listening know, if you're not in the New York area, you're still going to be able to see these black courts because Tennis Channel is going to be airing the New York Open, right? Uh, Tennis Channel will air all of Friday the 16th, all the, ma- all the quarterfinal matches on the 16th, all the sem- both semifinal um, uh, matches on the 17th, and the finals on the 18th. They will also digitally uh, um, present the, the tournament from match one, on their premium tennis channel, I think it's called Tennis Plus, Tennis Channel Plus. Tennis Channel um, Plus, yeah. yeah. So they will be they will be airing or distributing along those lines, as well as TennisTV.com will be distributing digitally. So uh, for those who have those platforms, they'll be able to actually see every every match of the tournament. Uh, but to the to the television audience, it will be Tennis Channel uh, on a national basis. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 16, 17, and 18. Fantastic. And just so my listeners know, the reason that I wanted to have these guys on to talk about the New York Open is not only because I'm very interested in it, but also because several of the players participating in this inaugural event in New York are part of the next generation of top players in the world, not just American next-geners, but international next-geners, including the player who won the inaugural next-gen ATP finals in Milan in 2017. And so I I would love to to ask both you guys um, what it means to the tournament to be able to attract Mm -hmm. these young guns and what it does in terms of the fan base to hopefully attract younger players to want to come and see these young players play. David, you or me? What was that, Josh? You or me? Uh, I'll start. Um, I'll, uh, I mean, Lisa, I know you know one of the NetGen guys well, and that's uh, our local boy here in Long Island, Noah Rubin. Um, and, you know, I think with uh, with all of these players, it, it's exciting to see from an American standpoint and an international standpoint the buzz of, of how many young guys are up and coming. I mean, of course, everybody loves Fed, Rafa, but, you know, Andy Andy's hurt right now. Novak's hurt. Um, 
you know, there's going to come a time where the next generation comes in. And to see all these young Americans, um, you know, I mean, of course, with, with John Isner and Sam Query and, and Ryan Harrison and some of the, quote, vets of the group in town, that's fantastic. But uh, with, with Tiafo and Donaldson and our, and our local guy, Noah, um, and, and others, you know, it's really exciting to see that group as well um, at the Open. Everyone gets to see them, but this will be seeing them in a more intimate role, uh, in a more intimate environment, uh, potentially getting a chance to, to, to talk to or meet them. And uh, I think it'll be very exciting for the fans. And, and honestly, in, in my comings and goings in the community, um, I hear those names as much as I hear some of the, you know, maybe more well-known names nationally. Um, you know, as people get involved in, in purchasing their tickets and, and figuring out what day they want to go. Um, while the draw isn't set yet, the fact that, that Josh and, and his team have, you know, has, have listed such a, a fantastic draw of, of just player field, a, a fantastic player field, is very exciting. And um, I know uh, we're excited to see our, our, uh, our local Noah and, um, you know, see how some of these young guns do against some of the vets like, uh, you know, Kay and John and, and Sam and Kevin Anderson uh, when we get rolling here in February. Josh, you want to add to that? Yeah, yeah. Um, listen, all sports really are built on their athletes. Um, athletes, at the end of the day, it's all about it's all about the talent. Um, and with all, as as Dave as, as David said again very eloquently, with all due respect to some of the vets, I think some of those vets have been out there too long, frankly. Um, and for our sport to continue to develop, to develop and to be attractive and to compete with the other mainstream sports, personalities, new rivalries all have to come to fore or else people are going to get bored and people are going to stop wanting to watch tennis, attend tennis events, and play tennis. So one of the major objectives for us as a company uh, when we bought, when we acquired these tournaments, both Atlanta and, and Memphis, now New York, was that we needed to find a way to make these events connect to youth um, in order to try to help some of these players uh, compete, develop, and you know, eventually and hopefully become stars. So one of our missions was to try to help the Americans as best we could David said, I mean, the first one of the first things that we did for New York was we went out and we offered and secured Noah Rubin for two reasons. One, which is he's a kid who's you know right down the street from the Nassau Coliseum, and therefore has a little bit of a high profile there from a tennis perspective and just from a local celebrity perspective. Um, and second, he's a kid that if he becomes a star. He's going to help American tennis. Our tournaments are somewhat linked to the success of American tennis. And therefore, the tournaments and players and the business itself grows. Now, you, you also, Lisa, said it perfectly. I mean, we have a couple of the next-gen players, several of the next-gen players, uh, actually, who are either entered or we went out and procured very, very early. The, 
the one great bet that we made was that we signed probably one of the one of the first players we signed in addition to Noah was this young kid named Young Chung, who is the greatest player ever to come out of South Korea. Um, and because we were such good crystal ballers from the standpoint of knowing that he was going to be really a top player, he's he's right now the number one under-21 player in the world uh, by winning uh, the ATP Tours next-gen tournament in Milan. So we're excited that he's playing. Uh, we have Noah. We have America's Francis Tiafo, who's another great young player. Gerald Donaldson, who also is one of the top young players, who's now, I think, in the top 52, 53. Um, and then we have a couple of other guys that are, are – one of them is going to get a wild card, a fellow by the name of Riley Opelka. Uh, Taylor Fritz, who was the finalist in Memphis two years ago, is – his ranking actually – our cutoff is so good this year that his ranking is such that he's not going to be able to. He's going to have to play qualifying to get to get in. But our field is going to be comprised of a, a significant um, uh, number of these young kids. Who, if again, if we're able to give them the opportunity and stage to shine, hopefully they will develop. Hopefully they will win, and hopefully they'll create new stories, new rivalries, and new excitement. Um, both for the tennis community and, more importantly, frankly, for the non-tennis community. So that's sort of the thought process, and I'm glad that you're excited over the, you know, the whole next-gen um, subject because it's critical to the success of the sport, both from a playing standpoint and from a business standpoint. I, I hadn't oh, heard I about agree. Yeah, so that that was a little oh, new tidbit Josh just threw out there. <laughs> oh. what, what, what news have I hold, held back from you? <laughs> well, now now I got the Taylor Fritz. I'm beating. Every, I'm going to go tweet that out right now and beat everyone to it. Well, he's on the li- he's on the list to play qualifying. We haven't given okay. him any wild cards or anything like that. So, right at your well, right at Noah your own just peril. Beat him. <laughs> Noah Noah just beat Taylor to to That's win right. a, a challenger event. So. Um, you know, it's exciting to see these young players having success out there. I I love it. And Lisa, I'll tell you a funny, quick, funny story. I mean, Noah's family and I and Noah and I himself, you know, joke about it. Uh, I gave Noah a 30 minute tennis lesson probably when he was, uh, I don't know, about seven, nine, something, you know, something in that ballpark. And, uh-huh. um, you know, the, the running joke is obviously that that is what has made him what he is today. So, um, I fully took Obviously, credit. Obviously, David. Uh, I, I fully David. took credit for the tournament win. I texted. I texted everybody involved. Um, gave them no credit and took it all myself. But uh, <laughs> now he's, he's done you it. Have. And we, uh, yeah, it's just a, it's just kind of a running joke amongst the the family. But uh, looking forward to seeing him and 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 the whole next gen crew. And I mean, it's just. You know, this is going to air next week. Um, several of these players are going to be competing in the Australian Open or the qualies for the Australian Open. So this is really a chance to get to see this next generation up close and personal. And while I'm disappointed I'm not going to be at your event, I, I sense that the feel of the event is going to be somewhat similar to our event in Atlanta. And 
if that's the case for the fans out there, I will say it is an incredible opportunity to really sit close to the action, uh, to interact with the players. I mean, it's not like being at a grand slam where even if you're in the front row, you're a football field away from them. You know, it's, I mean, you are right there and it's, it's just so much fun and the energy is just incredible. Great. Yeah. We're, we're excited because we haven't had a pro tennis here on Long Island since the Hamlet Cup, which was probably two decades ago. Uh, we get spoiled by the Open, uh, you know, the U.S. Open every uh, August, but um, this, is, this is something that uh, can fill our void in the, uh, in the cold months and, um, you know, really just kind of scratch that tennis itch and, and get us ready for, um, you know, for the summer. But, um, he, Josh, Josh and his group have really compiled a great player field, and I think the Expo will be the perfect lead-in, and, and we're going to have a good time. Great. Well, guys, is there anything you'd like to leave us with before we sign off? Well, first of all, Lisa, thanks. Thanks for having us. Uh, I just want to remind everybody that uh, the event starts on February 10th with the New York Expo. Our qualifying begins on Sunday the 11th. Opening night premiere is Sunday evening the 11th. Uh, And then the competition runs from Monday the 12th to the finals on the 18th. Tickets are on sale now. Just go to newyorkopen.com or Ticketmaster. Um, And we need you out there. We want you out there. I think you'll have a great time and have a lot of fun. Um, And we're excited about bringing professional tennis. As as our, our, our tagline has been since the beginning, the ATP Tour has returned to New York, and we're excited to be part of that. And I think your listeners, um, I think your listeners would have a great time by coming out there and experiencing the New York Open. So thanks for the thanks for having us on. Appreciate it very much. Well, yeah, I appreciate you I taking the time. Um, I, you know, I thank you for having us on, and and just encourage everybody to to go get their tickets and join us. Uh, I'll be there for every session, and and we want to see all of your all of your listeners and and the whole tennis community uh, out there joining us and um, for the whole week. So, uh, thanks for having us, Lisa. Thank you, guys, and best of luck for a successful event. I'm I'm really sad I'm not going to be up there this year, but maybe I'll be able to swing it for 2019. So, um, but I will be watching very closely, and I'm I'm just so thrilled for you guys and. Wish all the players the best, and for the fans that come out, I know you are in for a fantastic tennis experience. Thanks, you guys, and to my listeners, thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time on Parenting Aces. I'm Lisa Stone, and you've been listening to the Parenting Aces podcast. For tennis parents, by a tennis parent. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to us and write a review on iTunes. For more information on navigating the junior and college tennis journey, please visit us online at parentingaces.com. Thanks for tuning in and sharing us with your tennis community.